0: welcome to a honeybee podcast where we talk about all things life love law and legacy i'm your host erica diamond before we get down to business let's start with a prayer father i thank you for today i thank you for the message you have downloaded in my spirit to share today holy spirit you are welcome here have your way i pray that anyone listening in be open to hear your voice open their spiritual ears to hear you. And even if and when you have me speak about anything difficult to hear, I pray that my listeners have softened and willing hearts. I bind up any darkness that... Dang it. I bind up any darkness so that there are no distractions nor hindrances during our time together, and I lose the ministering angels to minister to each and every person under the sound of my voice. Use me as your mouthpiece. In Jesus' name, amen. Emotions and feelings and moods, oh my. (laughs) It is a passion of mine to teach others so they gain not only knowledge, but wisdom for each situation. Today, we're going to dive into one of my favorite topics. Plus, the scripture has a lot to say about emotions. Emotions are completely normal. I'm going to repeat that. Emotions are completely normal. And... They are good indicators to help us figure out what we're actually feeling. Now, feelings are real. I'm gonna repeat that. Feelings are real. However, not all feelings are truthful. So, do you wanna learn? exactly what that means and how to steward them well let's go all right welcome back guys today we are gonna get into it we are going to continue the theme of really going back to the basics um if you guys weren't listening in last week please go check that out um, you can find a honeybee podcast um, on Instagram at a honeybee podcast, and you will see all the links to where we have our podcast posted um, in our bio. So, the first thing I want to do is open up with what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is refers to the ability to recognize understand manage and effectively express one's own emotions okay i'm going to repeat that emotional intelligence refers to the ability to recognize understand manage and effectively express one's own emotions so we're going to Talk about characteristics of somebody that has very healthy emotional intelligence, high emotional intelligence. So typically that person will have empathetic responses. They will actively listen when you're speaking and not just hear you. Listening is actually putting things into practice. They're very self-aware in stress and also... Um, Uh, They have motivation regulation. So that just means that they can like set goals and um, they're very enthusiastic about different relationships, how to build, how to grow together, things like that. So in order to have this, we need to go back to the basics. And what does that mean? We are going to talk about where emotions and feelings even came from and why people today the grand majority of people either suppress their emotions or they lie about it. Okay, so you heard me say two different words and people think that emotions and feelings are typically the same thing and there actually is a a difference between the two. So Emotions start out as um, sensations in your body, and then feelings are generated from the thoughts that we have about those emotions. So let's just say that there's a group of kids that are hanging out and they're not doing anything in specific, just really hanging out, enjoying each other's presence. Um, one is coloring One is playing a video game. Another one is reading. Um, Someone else could be doing homework and so on. And you have that one particular um, child that feels something. There's an emotion that kind of creeps up and they could, it now turns into a feeling. All right. So different things. An emotion is just a sensation that pops up. And now I start thinking about it. Hmm, I feel a little off. What could it possibly be? Uh, I don't know. I just feel off, right? Now the feelings kick in because now they're thinking about what is it that I'm feeling? And all of a sudden, it could be something very negative. It could be something where they're now thinking, hey, um, I don't know why no one's talking to me right now. Well, no one's talking at all, right? Because everyone's kind of doing their own thing. But this one in particular feels that. They allowed whatever that uneasy emotion was, they allowed it to become this feeling that said, hey, no one's talking to you. It must mean that they don't really want to be your friend or it must mean that they don't really like you or you're really not that interesting, um, you're not smart enough to really hold a conversation so they don't really want to talk to you about anything. All these things could run through a person's mind that do not have um, healthy emotional intelligence. So how do we even get to that point? And then for adults that are parents and you want to go ahead and help your child, um, I'm going to teach you guys today and talk about a lot of different things um, a lot of different passages in the Bible that show us uh, where emotions came from and show you guys that actually it stems from the Lord and how we are supposed to steward that in a healthy and holy manner. So I started off with a negative situation because that's typically what we see nowadays. Uh, a lot of people do not self-regulate their; They're not um, self-aware and typically, more times than not, people are looking towards the other person, first and foremost, um, instead of looking at themselves first. So one tidbit that I want to leave with you guys is if anyone were to go to God and talk about things that are on their heart, you know, Lord, I'm struggling with this or uh, I just don't really feel comfortable in this situation or, you know, whatever the case is, anything that you're talking to Eve, you could be upset. Okay. You could be pissed off and you're saying, Lord, I can't believe it. I can't believe she did that. I can't believe he did that. Um, you know, and, and you never know. Cause some people, um, get a little crazy when they're talking to the Lord. Um, by all means, you want to express yourself as much as possible because that is actually the safest way to do it. But You are expressing yourself to the Lord. And what people don't realize is that once everything is said and done, you have completely poured your heart out to the Lord. He then says, "Okay, I hear you. Now let's talk about the situation, right? This and this is going on. You're feeling some type of way. How did you react? What did you say? What's in your heart, right? Some of us that go to the extremes uh, and they say, oh, my God, Lord, get rid of this person. Well, and then the Lord says, wait a minute. Is there some kind of um, vengeance in your heart? Is there hate in your heart? Is there bitterness? So the point is that the Lord always works with us first and foremost, Some people don't wanna hear that. Some people say, no, if I go to the Lord and he loves me, then he needs to take care of this. Well, you kind of sound like a spoiled brat there. Ew. Think about that. If we say we love the Lord, are we willing to listen to him? Are we willing to look at our hearts first and foremost and then be able to go back to that situation that we were dealing with, that we were having trouble with? Hmm. So we're talking about ourselves first and foremost. We're focusing on ourselves first and foremost, right? God doesn't want us to avoid or ignore our emotions. Let me just get that straight. Even if he's dealing with us first, he doesn't want us to ignore those emotions. He created mankind with a variety of emotions. And we're gonna get into that with him first and foremost, okay? Because it's very common Um, that people, they they just wanna seek to um, push down their feelings, um, especially negative ones. A lot of people that struggle with um, anger and shame, even grief, um, they, they wanna just ignore it. And the Lord says, wait a minute, I'm gonna show you who I am and how I deal with things. I have emotions and I don't let that get out of control. And if you keep your eyes on me, I can show you how to deal with the emotions that you feel. I can teach you how to take a second and think. To look at yourself first and foremost, I guarantee you that if you look at yourself first and foremost, before you step out in any situation, I promise you, you will handle it differently. Now, there could be somebody listening in today that says, you know what? I just don't really know what to do. I don't even think the Lord wants to hear me. Um, Or maybe, um, you know, I'm all over the place. I don't even want to hear, you know, um, I don't even want to talk about it. I I don't want to hear about it. Um, You know, if I can't even deal with myself, then nobody else can. Whatever you are thinking, okay? Point blank is anything that's not positive is obviously negative. Um, In Psalm 62, 8, Uh, God invites all of his children to pour their hearts out to him in prayer. And that's what I'm saying. Start with him first. In any situation, I know some people say, wait a minute, if I was in the middle of a conversation, I'm just going to stop for a second and just start talking to God? Like, I'm in the middle of a conversation. Right. But how many times have we gotten ourselves in different conversations, different situations, and it's just absolute insanity, Because we're doing the same things over and over and over and then we're expecting a different outcome. So would you give this a try? Take a second. Go to the Lord. You you can, you're not just going to abruptly stop the conversation, right? You can say, you know what? I think we need to take a break and we'll come back and we will just revisit this um, later, you know, um, it doesn't really sound like it's getting us anywhere. And um, I, you know, I care about you and I care about this um, relationship. And I would like to revisit this um, at a later time. Give the time, it could be 10 minutes, it doesn't have to take forever. But I guarantee you, if you lay your emotions out before the Lord, hey, Lord, I'm struggling with XYZ. I don't know why I'm, you know, feeling angry all of a sudden. Right and and with that, you're able to kind of break down, oh, well, I think it's because they said this, and that kind of triggered me, um, but I know they wouldn't hurt me. you know, and again, just regulating, right? Self-regulating. So we need to be able to evaluate our emotions and feelings according to the Bible. And so the Bible states that God feels lots of things. He feels um, and not just good ones, okay? God feels joy, patience, sadness, uh, jealousy, anger. He, he's very angry when it comes to sin, right? He, he doesn't hate anyone. Um, which, you know, would essentially be an action, right? Um, so he feels all these things. His emotions, um, unlike ours, Okay, because when when we experience some emotions, uh, you know, it kind of gets us into trouble when we start acting on them. Right. Well, on the contrary, with the Lord, he can experience these emotions, but they're never sinful. He is a just and righteous God who deserves that his children become more and more like him. And how do we do that? We have to first understand the situations and look at these situations in the Bible that show him experiencing these emotions and seeing what it is that he's actually doing. So one thing that you have to remember, if we are calling ourselves believers, if we are calling ourselves followers, and you are not doing what the Lord is telling you to do, you don't get to pick and choose. You don't get to pick and choose this is not dinner time and you are not telling your mama that you don't want to eat the peas and carrots so we don't get to pick and choose uh, what he tells us to do and you know we say hey like i like the idea of um you know praying and stuff like that and i'll read my bible Um, but watching what I eat or, um, you know, watching how I speak, um, being careful, like, um, how I treat people. Um, well, you know, it it just depends on the scenario. It depends on what I'm doing. It doesn't work that way. So let's talk about the Lord in different scenarios, Okay, first and foremost, he gets jealous when our hearts choose to love something more than him. He feels that way, right? Does he say, ill I don't like you anymore, Um, go pray to someone else? No, right? The thing is that he knows that if we love him more than anything else, then the true result is going to be absolute joy and peace. I mean, that you have not even experienced. Okay. Um, So there's a reason why he feels that way. He's not doing anything negative to us when he feels that. He reminds us, hey, if you Follow me if if you and by loving him. Right. That means that you're you're following him. You're you're um, you're being obedient. To what he says, a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, but, you know, this is like religion. And now I have to, you know, make a whole list of things that I have to do. Um, You know, I, I have a relationship with with um, with Christ and that's good enough. And he loves me and I love him. You know, I think now that I'm thinking of this, huh? we will do a podcast on explaining uh, the Lord, his son and the Holy Spirit. A lot of times people get that so confused and they 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 are either on the side of um, religion or they are on the side of relationship. And really it the both of them should be together. It, it, it literally goes hand in hand, right? So I can't sit here and say, um, you know, um, I cleaned my bedroom and I swept the floor, I washed the dishes My parents should just be happy with me. Um, Why aren't they talking to me? Um, We should have a good relationship, right? I'm doing all that they ask me. I'm getting good grades. I'm a good child. I listen every time they tell me to do something. And that's that. But we don't talk. How do you expect to have a relationship? You got to talk to somebody, right? Right. And then on the flip side, people say, oh, but I talk to God all the time. You know, um, I pray and I will um, read the Bible. You know, I have my, you know, my little app and I read it and we do little Bible studies here and there. Um, but then you're gossiping about Sally Sue over here. Okay. So what God is saying is, look at me when I'm experiencing these emotions. How do I treat you? How do I treat you? God, he gets angry when we choose sin over obedience to him. So he loves us just the way we are, but then he hates our sin. Why? Because he knows that sin is going to hurt us, right? So people think like, oh, I did this. And, you know, God's just going to go ahead and take it away. And, you know, he just loves me and that's it. Um, We're all going to experience the consequences of our sin. Are we forgiven? Absolutely. Does he love us? Absolutely. Absolutely right? He, he does not sit here and condemn us. We cannot make a mistake. And then all of a sudden, he says, well, to hell with you. You are now going to hell and I'm going to move on with someone else. He doesn't do that. So even though it angers him when we sin or it could break his heart, you know, he wants the best for us and still we chose to do something that we knew he would not be happy with something that we knew um would be disobedient and still he chooses to love us still he accepts us but you're going to reap the consequence to that sin he's also patient with us when we choose to sin, right? If there's any parents out there, how many times have you experienced your child or your children just um, doing the things that you tell them not to do? How do you feel about that? You know, are you excited? Like, wow, my kid is just disrespecting me. It's amazing. No. You feel all sorts of emotions. And if you are a good parent, you'll be able to self-regulate first and foremost. And ask yourself a couple of questions. Why do they keep doing this? Am I not being clear with my instruction? Is there something that I should be saying that I'm not saying Is this child just being defiant because they're struggling with something? Um, So let's touch on that just for a second. A lot of parents today experience their children doing something wrong. And again, should there be consequence? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely your consequence um, or the consequence that you're giving out to that child should never be out of anger, okay? Um, I've heard parents before say, oh, well, I had to, you know, hit them and beat them and this, that, and the other because, you know, that's going to teach them X, Y, Z. Um. I'm all for getting our children's attention. I'm all for making sure that they are fully listening to what we're saying um, I I and people can disagree with me that's perfectly fine. I do not believe that we should be beating up our children and putting them into submission okay that is not what the Lord does to us. He doesn't. Again, are there consequences? Absolutely. Absolutely. But he does not get to the point where he is acting out on his anger. Remember, he he's, he's angry with the sin. He's not um, lashing out like, what the hell is wrong with you? And calling us names and this, that, and the other um, he just doesn't do that. So I would give this advice to parents. It's not the first time I've given out this advice. And the people that I have spoken to over the course of, whew, I've been working with kiddos, um, for over 20 years now. And, Every time I have recommended even just this little piece of advice, I have seen such a turnaround in the lives of the parents and the children, and it really did help their relationship. So the one little thing that I want to say about that is if you see your child doing something that they shouldn't, again, consequences, no big deal. If somebody didn't clean their room, this, that, and any other, um, obviously some things are more extreme than others, right? Ask them questions, right? Think about that. The Lord loves us so much that even when we sin, he still loves us. He still wants us to come to him. Don't we want that for our kids? And really in any relationship, we talk about, You know, there could be a sibling relationship. Um, There could be just, you know, uh, friendship, girl, girl, boy, boy, girl, guy, whatever the case is, right? Um, You could be so upset with somebody because they hurt you or they did something, they, you know, whatever the case is, but you don't act on it. Always ask questions. That is like the, 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 the smallest little bit advice and I have seen it work wonders. Now granted if you had smaller children it's a little different. They may not be able to put into words what it is that they're feeling and you being the parent if you honestly feel like you know what I I don't think I can discern what's going on phone a friend. Find someone that you can trust to talk about your situation, what's going on, to be able to say, you know what, um, what is it that I'm I'm missing? I can't really see the big picture. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of why they would do X, Y, Z. They could be feeling lonely. They could be feeling, um, you know, rejected. There's many, many things that a child could possibly feel and it's our job to be able to steward them the right way, the same way the Lord's doing to us. He said, listen, I have these emotions. I feel these things, but look at, the, look at what I'm doing when I feel this. Because the thing is that when we now act on these emotions that are now turning into these feelings, remember that um, feelings can come and go right? Emotions and feelings come and go. One minute you're happy, the next minute you you could be sad, then something crazy happens and you're laughing. It, it, it's, it's the way of life, right? We have to be able to embrace um, who we are and who we are comes with emotions. That's a fun thing. I know some people are like, no, because I'm just too extreme. Listen, I have been told my whole life, first of all, they say I, I talk a lot i'm very passionate that's that's the pretty word that people say about me right um why do they say i'm passionate uh, i i tend to get a little loud when i speak i'm surprised i'm actually not screaming right now as i'm talking to you guys um but i'm super loud when i speak Um, when I'm talking about God, the Bible, um, I, I, I just get loud. I'm, I'm super passionate about, um, you know, what it is that I talk about and I want to be able to teach people and I want, um, you know, to be able to, um, I guess share it in a way that people really do understand, you know, where the Lord's coming from and, If it's somebody that I don't know, and maybe they're going through something, maybe they could take it in a way like, oh my God, why is she, why does she sound like that? Now I feel some type of way, you know, it's almost like she's angry at me. Not only do I recommend asking questions, you know, in the different relationships that you have, but. Part of self regulation is um, being able to ask yourself those questions. Okay, like the child that felt some type of way when the whole group was hanging out. You know, they could feel rejected, right? Um, so now, like I said, they're feeling all these different things, and now their thoughts are are um, their thoughts are all over the place and. In order to be able to self-regulate, you need to, okay, breathe for a second. Did they say I'm not interesting? Did they say I'm not smart enough? Did they say they don't want to talk to me? Did they, you know, did someone say something? If they didn't say anything, why are you thinking it? Notice how when God is actually feeling what he's feeling, the situations that he's in, they're not distorted. These are very matter of fact. He will get angry if you are sinning. How are you sinning? You are doing something that he has told you not to do. Very simple, very matter of fact. A lot of times what I see nowadays is people, (laughs) and it's, it's such a sad thing. People will, again, they will experience an emotion. They will, um, it will now become a feeling. And again, feelings are those, you're now putting them into thoughts. Oh my gosh, this is going on. And they don't like me. And this and that. When all we had to do was sit down for a second. Just for a second, right? If anyone says that they believe in the Lord, they automatically have the Holy Spirit that lives within them. And the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us, that guides us. Like, think of like a compass. How do I know if I'm going north? How do I know if I'm going east, south, west, you name it? The Holy Spirit guides us. I guarantee you, All right, One of the, the fruits of the spirit, we'll get into that in another podcast, but look that up in the Bible, fruits of the spirit, if you don't know what that is. Uh, one of the fruits of the spirit uh, is self-control. Being able to sit down for a second and self-regulate, that falls in the realm of self-control. Self-control is Doing what the Lord is telling you to do as opposed to what your flesh wants to do. Your flesh wants to think all these crazy things. That's not from the Lord. He doesn't think crazy things. He doesn't make up whatever, right? Oh my God, they just um, murdered somebody because they really hate me. Um. I've read the Bible inside and out and um, they... He didn't say that about his people. So just to clarify, he he doesn't talk like that. So it's not of him. And where is it coming from? Right. So being able to have that self-control, sit down, ask yourself questions. Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? we'll get into that in other podcasts about what to do when I feel anxiety, what to do when I feel worry. Um, First and foremost, I want everybody to understand where emotions came from. Emotions are a good thing. They are part of our well-being, right? They are a healthy part of our being. It truly is. Um, We just have to be able to um, truly put in the work and look at how the Lord maneuvers through His emotions. And if we are believers and followers of the Word, then we should be doing the same to the best of our ability. We should be doing the same. We're not perfect, the Lord is not looking for perfect people. No such thing. Like you may make a mistake, right? Um, But we're not purposely out there making mistakes. We're not purposely sinning. I want to go ahead and read um, a couple of Bible verses that kind of go along with emotion and feelings. Let's see, what should we start with? This is a really good one. In Exodus, Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Really the majority of Exodus, but or Exodus 34, excuse me. Um, But we'll do six and seven first. So it says, then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. Do we read that again? Shall we? Do we read that? Compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. If he can be slow to anger And he is saying that his Holy Spirit is inside of us, guiding us, giving us the strength to be more like him, to be able to kill our flesh in order to be more like him. Can we be slow to anger? If somebody cut you off in the road, are they truly trying to ruin your day? Because it kind of sounds like you are if you're cursing them out, flipping them off. And God forbid you had a child in that car. Now that child sees, wait a minute. Well, if someone pisses me off, then I guess I can do the same thing. And now what happens when you are the person that your child feels irked with that day? And now all of a sudden they want to go ahead and react the same way that you reacted. Well, why is it, why is the kid getting in trouble? <laughs> You're not getting in trouble. Why is it okay for you and not the kid? And please, adults, please. Do not tell me that you are an adult and they are the children and the children should listen. Are you listening to the Lord? Come on. Make it make sense. Right? Make it make sense, please. The math is not math-in. then. right. So the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, which is faithfulness, keeping mercy and loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity, which is sin. But he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, avenging the sin of the fathers upon the children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. Let's go ahead and read um, Exodus 34, 12 and 14. So same chapter. Watch yourself... So that you do not make a covenant covenant is like a treaty, right? It's some type of agreement between you and someone else with the inhabitants of the land into which you are going. So this is him. uh, This is the Lord talking to the people at that time, but it still holds true to us today. Okay. Um, So make sure that you are not making an agreement with these people, um, the people that are in the land that they're going to, or it will become a dangerous trap among you. But you shall tear down and destroy their pagan altars, smash in pieces their sacred pillars and cut down their ashram for you shall not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous, is jealous, impassioned God demanding what is rightfully and uniquely his. So that portion actually reminds me of what we talked about last week, going back to the beginning. So if the Lord made us and we are his and we live to uh, know him and obey him and, and worship him and bring glory to him, well, he, he would be jealous, right? And again, even through that, he still <laughs> loved them. And to this day, he still loves us. I think I'm also going to do a podcast on love because people have such a distorted version of what love is. And man, when you have a grasp of um, why you're here, what is your purpose? And I'm not saying extravagant purpose. Everyone has different purposes, right? Um, I've always had a calling to work with children and, you know, even now the Lord really expanded it to, um, work with families because essentially a kid really is only going as far as the people, um, that are over that, you know, said child, Um, some people, uh, work in prison ministry. Some people, um, work with the homeless, uh, you know, you name it. There's so many different things that, that the Lord could use you in, in this world. And so I'm not talking about the, the, you know, getting narrow. I'm talking about the broadened sense of why we're here, right? Ultimately, no matter what you do, whatever person that was, whether you're in prison ministry, men's, women's ministry, kids ministry, you name it, whatever ministry the Lord has called you to, okay? Whether you're an evangelist, etc. Ultimately, all of those, there's not one better, right? We are the body of Christ. I don't have, um, you know six eyes on my face. I only have two. I have one nose. Okay. I have two hands. I don't need 16 hands. So every different part of your body works in the way that it should. It is there for a reason. The amount of what you have is there for a reason. So ultimately, d- doesn't matter what you're doing in this life. The point is that we are bringing him glory. We're bringing him glory. If we can understand uh, from the ground up, this is why we're here. This is what our purpose is. Again, the broadened sense of bringing him glory, of getting to know him, of of obeying his commandments. Right? If we can understand that, and then we can understand, you know what, we are... Uh, fearfully and wonderfully made we were made in his image he has emotions and so do we and we can be proud of that we have the holy spirit that's able to give us the strength to have self-control to be able to take a pause in situations Take a pause and ask yourself questions. Why do I feel like this? Did something happen when I was younger? You know, um, maybe I didn't deal with it. Maybe I'm suppressing it. Maybe I'm repressing it. Think about those things. Ask yourself those questions. And I've had people say, oh, well, I already did all that. And I don't even know. I don't remember a thing. I guarantee you, if you are willing and you want better for, right? I mean, do we want better for ourselves? Do we want to live crap lives? Mm, I don't. I want a good, I want to live a good life. I want to live a happy life, right? Um, Not happy all the time. You can't be happy all the time. I want to live a joyful life. Joyful. Very, very big difference. Okay. I am joyful all the time. Am I happy with certain situations, certain scenarios? No, no, no. But that does not steal my joy, right? Um, If we want better for ourselves, take a second and write those notes and remember who made you, why he made you, what is the purpose of you being here, loving who you are right um i know some people have said i don't really like the way i look i don't like my hair um i don't like the way my nose is i don't like the way you know like my body looks i don't like the hold on hold on hold on you are so unique to who you are and if we are all made in his image Right? It's not just about how we look on the outside. What about how we look on the inside? Think about that. I would hope that the people that I hang out with, the friends, you know, people that I call friends and family, they're not with me because, you know, I look pretty or, oh, probably because, you know, I look ugly or, Um, You know, maybe because, you know, my hair's straight, um, but they kind of wanted me with curly hair. Like, I'm not really sure. What? I think about, are we trustworthy? Can we trust each other? Are we loyal to each other? Actually, before I even mention those two, do we even have a relationship with Christ? What does that relationship look like? part of loyalty to me is being able to love God enough and me to be able to bring up something that they see that's going to hurt my life. I'm so open to people uh, again in <laughs> not everybody <laughs> you can't trust everybody. People that are in your inner circle, right? I'm so open to people saying, hey, have you thought about it this way? Hey, you know, the Lord was talking to me about such and such passage. Um, I don't know. Maybe you should um, read it and um, pray about it. Just, Just sit with that and see what the Lord tells you. Are you sure that you wanted to um, go about it that way? Is that what the Lord um, instructed you to do? Things like that. I I invite that all the time with the people that are in my inner circle. And it's almost like I crave it, right? Because why wouldn't I want that for somebody? And why wouldn't somebody want that for me? That, that shows me that somebody loves me. If they can say, wait a minute, I want you to be closer to the Lord and I'm seeing something that could essentially hurt your fellowship with him. Let's talk about this or let's remove this. Let's rebuke it. Let's pray it away or whatever, right? I I invite that. I love that. That shows me that someone is um, truly loyal, that they love me. And you should want that too. I promise you, if you have the right people in your life, they will be able to help you even. They will be able to help you self-regulate. If anyone even has questions for me, please feel free to send me an email, send me a text message, comment, Ask me anything and I will guide you right back to the Lord. I want to leave you guys with a couple of different um, Bible verses that really stuck out to me um, when dealing with emotions and feelings. Okay, let's see. Um, Jeremiah seventeen nine says the heart is deceitful above all things and it's extremely sick and Who can understand it fully and know its secret motives? Not everyone has had the greatest experiences in life. And because of that, certain emotions and feelings can become distorted. Okay. If I grew up in a really toxic scenario and there was a lot of abuse and somebody said, you know, hey, I just want to help you and I want to do this and, and yada, yada, whatever, whatever it is. Right. Um, If I grew up like that, my first reaction would be. Why are they being so nice? What do they want? Now, don't get me wrong. There are scenarios where you, you could be spot on, right? But there could be situations where you've just not experienced the pleasant things of life and this person genuinely is wanting to um, bless you. They don't want anything in return. They just want to simply bless you. So sometimes our heart can lie to us, uh, right? So those emotions that turn into feelings, now it's like, Oh my gosh, they're probably just trying to manipulate me. How do I handle this situation? Let me just get rid of them. And then you just got rid of somebody that could have been, um, you know, um, a really healthy person in your life that could um, essentially show you something different, like a different way of doing things, a different way of being. So that's why I say, um, like I had mentioned earlier, I think it was in um, Psalm. Yeah, Psalm 68, uh, 62, 8, excuse me, Psalm 62.8, where God said that, you know, he wanted to invite his children to pour out their their feelings in prayer um, or pour, pour out their hearts to him. He wants us to do that because as we're doing that, the Holy Spirit's kind of doing a work in in us at the same time and we're able to say, well, no, that wasn't like last time. So actually, no, this doesn't look the same. Yeah, no, they really weren't doing that. I probably just felt that because I was thinking about this person. All right, Lord. Well, then I need to go back and forgive this person. um, And I need to go back and talk to this person and let them know. That's probably why I reacted that way. And I apologize. And I definitely don't want to come across, you know, as such and such. We got to remember that. Psalm 62, 8, please. I urge you. Talk to the Lord about whatever it is that you feel. I promise you, he is the most phenomenal listener. Phenomenal. All right, Proverbs twenty nine eleven says, a short-sighted fool always loses his temper and displays his anger, but a wise man uses self-control and holds it back. Here we go back with the fruits of the spirit. If we are pouring out our hearts to the Lord and the Holy Spirit is doing a work in us, self-control for sure is going to be um, one thing on the list that you can check off because he is going to be able to, you know, help you to say, wait a minute. I'm not going to do anything yet. Right. We can feel whatever we want to feel. There's nothing wrong with that. No one should ever be embarrassed about how they feel. You got to make sure whatever you feel, whether you're going to write it down, whether you just want to pray it out, you want to talk it out, you got to make sure that you bring it to the Lord. I promise you, you will be handling situations like a pro. I mean, people will look at you and say, oh, my God, but you used to, you know, flick that person off. Nope, I don't do it anymore because the Lord's doing a work in me. And why would I be upset? So so they cut me off. Maybe they're pissed off today. Maybe they're in a rush. Maybe they had an emergency that I don't know about. Maybe they weren't paying attention. Whatever it is, why is it affecting me to the point that now I have to sin? I don't want to do it. I don't want to. You're going to start noticing a difference. All right. Jeremiah 1120 says, but O Lord of hosts who judges righteously, right? It doesn't say he judges out of emotion. Oh, he judges righteously. Who tests the feelings and the hearts, hearts and minds. Okay. Let me see your vengeance on them for to you. I have committed my cause now. I don't like pulling out Bible verses and then making it our own and all that kind of stuff. I encourage everyone to go back to um, these Bible verses that I am stating today. Please read it in its entirety and see what the Lord is showing you. Oh, my God. When you sit down with the Lord and you and I promise you and you have an open heart. I mean, not just sit down. It's just like, okay, so like now what? Um, you're supposed to say something or not like that. Don't don't do that, please. <laughs> don't do that. Um, sit down and just just be, right? Um, as you are meditating on his word, I promise you he speaks. And ever so clearly. Ever so clearly. It is the most beautiful thing that anyone could ever. Uh, experience. Uh, this one is a really good one. I absolutely, I read this over and over and over and the Lord really spoke to me in this one. Go to Psalms 119, 119 verses 66 to 74. Now you could read the whole, um, the whole chapter of 119, but verses 66 through 74 was what we're going to go over right now. Teach me good judgment, discernment, and knowledge, for I have believed and trusted and relied on your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep and honor your word with loving obedience. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant. Now, keep in mind, again, you when you that's why I say read this in its entirety and know who's writing this. Right. Um, So this is this is David talking to the Lord. Um, But I encourage you to kind of make it your own also. Right. I'm pretty sure there's a situation in your life that is very similar to David. Um, You you don't have to be in the military or be a king or anything like that um, to have something similar, uh, you know, be the same. Uh, or something similar happened to you, excuse me. Um, The arrogant have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with all my heart. Their heart is insensitive like fat. Their minds are dull and brutal, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, right? So bad things are happening to him but he's still saying, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Because even though these bad things are happening to me, I may, I'm going to learn your statues. He's saying, I, I may learn your statues. You know, it's so crazy because, um, a lot of times myself included, I went through years of, um, let's say a wilderness. Okay. And, Let's, let's talk about emotions, right? We're talking about that, emotions and feelings. And going through all this stuff, um, I was thinking all this crazy stuff. Now, there's two reasons why you could be in the wilderness. The Lord will put you there. He Just like David's talking about, right? I'm, I've been afflicted, and now I'm learning your statutes. If you don't go through something, how are you ever going to have self-control? How are you ever going to um, prove through your actions that you can be um, loving and kind. If if you only have good times, of course you're you're gonna give off that goodness, right? That's how the narcissists in the, in this world are able to manipulate people, right? Oh, I have all this money, and I'm I'm you know, my life is great, and you know, right? Okay. Put you in a scenario where you now have to care about somebody, where you now have to um, you know, think about somebody that's not yourself, put someone before you. Are you gonna do that? All right, actions always speak louder than words. So when we are tested, when we are put in these positions where we could um, harden our heart, okay? As we go along with this, um, you probably will learn more and more about my life and the things that I've gone through. If anyone knows me on a personal basis, um, I've had people say, wow, like you should have been drunk on drugs. You should have, you know, you could have been out there, you know, on a stripper pole. You could have been, you know, with the most ugliest, vengeful heart ever. But no, that's that's not for me. No, no, thank you. No, <laughs> it's not worth it. No, Mm-mm. no. I have always had this in my mind. I always wanted to become the hero that I needed when I was younger, or really growing up. You know, all throughout my life. We'll continue. So, he's gone through some things. He's learning the Lord's statutes. The law from your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands have made me and established me. Give me understanding and a teachable heart. Oh my God, I tell that to all my students. Any student I've ever had. Listen. Listen. You don't know everything. If you have a teachable heart, you will always learn. There's always something new to learn. So give me understanding and a teachable heart that I may learn your commandments. May those who reverently fear you see me and be glad because I wait for your word. Oh, that was just glorious. That That, to me, Psalms 119, 66 through 74. If anyone knows me, you know I love bread. That was as divine to read as eating a nice piece of bread, like a good homemade bread. Okay. There's other Bible verses that you guys can jot down. Again, read on your own time, Galatians 5.25, Job 20, verses 1, to 3, 1, 2, and 3, um, 2 Corinthians 7, 9, Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, and Proverbs 15, verse 1. So I will leave you with this. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made. All humankind has emotions and feelings because we were made in the image of the Most High God. It is an exciting journey to take to look at who he is, how he, um, or actually first and foremost, what he feels And how he responds, not reacts, how he responds in every situation to be able to um, look at him like, like, you know, a a child would to a superhero, right? Really see how he responds to every situation that he deals with and say, I want to be more like that. Right. If I call myself a believer, if I say that I love him, I want to be more like him. Remember, ask yourself those questions. Why do I feel this way? Or talk to someone beside him, right? Him first and foremost, but talk to someone that you trust and ask those questions. Hey, I want to get your opinion on something. Why do you think that I shut down when we talk about X, Y, Z? Be able to meditate on his word, right? Because the more that we read his word, the more that we realize, you know, again, how he is and, and what he wants for us, how he responds, how we should respond, and I urge you to take it step by step. No excuses. No excuses. Make a choice today to believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you can be more and more like him. If you make a choice don't just be hearers of this word. Be doers. Put this in action. And I promise you, you will see such a difference in your life. Thank you for tuning in to A Honeybee Podcast. If you were touched by this episode, please feel free to share with a friend. Until next time.